everything is about him. And because of the overflow from his goodnesses, there's healing, there's peace, there's patience, there's kindness, there's long-suffering. You know, a lot of times we base Christianity and everything we do off how we feel. Do I feel safe today? But he inhabits the praises of his people. So I want us to sing some more. I want to push into the Lord. He, he, he loves it when his creation worships him. And we magnify him. And we lift him up. And we say, God, there is no God like you. We just sit here and say, you are in our midst. When, if he's in our midst, how would we act? You know, if a person, if a celebrity or somebody came through the door, a lot of people would give reverence to that person. But how about when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords comes to the door? How about him? He's saying you don't have to beg, you just have to receive. He is whatever it is you need. You fill in the blank. There's no secret other than serving him and coming into his presence with an expectation that he will do what his word already says he will do. Yes, yes. So let's sing. Let's sing. Let's pour out our heart to him. He's here. He wants to, to do whatever it is you need.
Mark 11, 22 and 24 says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. Look, that doesn't tell us that we need somebody to pray for us, even though those are good things. That says whatever you ask for, you believe that you will receive them and you will have them. That means you can be in the midst of your storm and you can be praying for whatever it is you need. And if you believe it, God's going to do it for you. You know, this whole walk, read Hebrews chapter 11. The whole thing's by faith. This whole walk that, we, that we're walking on is by faith. Do you have faith in Jesus tonight? Do you have faith in him alone tonight? Have faith in God. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed. And be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Stay grounded in those. Let that be like an anchor on your heart. Hey, I know how I'm feeling. Look, if we've based everything on Christianity off what we feel, none of us are probably going to go to heaven. We have to stand firm in this. Hebrews. 11.6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's why you can come up here and pray. We can pray for you. And if you have not made things right with the Lord yourself, you're never going to get to the other side. Because, look, it's about your relationship with God. Preachers, pre, um, people in the church and and people that pray can only take you by the hand and lead you so far. You have to do the rest yourself, and it's by faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. We all know that verse, but listen, we all struggle with faith. There's people in the Bible that struggle with faith. I'm not saying that you're not going to have those moments, but just remember, if you believe and you ask, and it's according to his plan, you're going to get it. Matthew 4, 23 says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people. Yes, we preach the good news. We pray for healing. We pray for deliverance. Matthew 4, 24, And then his fame went through all Syria, and they brought him out all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and then he healed them. Matthew 8, 13, And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the same, the self-same hour. Look, all of this stuff right here is about what you believe. It's not about what I believe, it's about how you believe it. When we, you know, when we take the word of God for what it is, we get changed by it. What happens is, is when we, when we only pick and choose what we want of the word of God, we get confused in our doctrine. 
Because we're not letting the word of God change us. We're just picking things out. We're just picking and choosing what we want of the word of God. Be changed. The word of God is when you come into, when you, when you are fearful, when you are, and the Bible says don't fear, you have to take in that word of God. The Bible says tell me not to fear, Lord. Lord, help me not fear. Have not to fear. People in the Bible pray, uh, ask Jesus to help them with their unbelief. He'll help you with your fear. He'll meet your need. Faith, faith, healing. you got to have faith first, right? Faith comes before any of this other stuff. Matthew 10, 1. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. All manner of sickness. Does it say, like, no, some things? No, all manner of sickness. See, when God says something, he means it, unlike us. We might say something today, and then tomorrow I might be feeling totally different. Like, no, I didn't mean it like that. But when we are talking about the word of God, it is meant to change us. Then in turn, you have faith. Faith is what moves the mountain. Faith and your belief is what moves the mountain. When you pair those two things, then... You can get healing. Hey, there's a lot of verses in here about healing. Matthew 10, 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Free, freely ye have received, freely give. So what that's saying to you tonight is if God delivered you from lust, pornography, lying, cheating, stealing, adultery... He delivered you from those things you in turn go pray with people that are bound up by those things and they become free because you were set free by those things from him to do those things you're not to become a christian be ultimately changed and have eternal life and to go out here and we're not to be scared to share the gospel because we might lose our job that's not how it's supposed to go right does anybody agree with me tonight <laughs> Am I talking to anybody tonight? Um, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. But it's been a taboo now to talk about casting out devils in church now for some reason. I have no idea why. Why? Because we didn't grow up watching it. I guarantee you, Daniel's little girls are going to walk around like that's a normal thing when they're about, you know, if it's not already normal. Why? Because they're around the Spirit of God. They see what the Spirit of God is doing. They see all the lives. They're going to have so many stories to tell. Like they were walking through this crowd praying with people, and people were, were, were crying and, and falling down. And look, what do you believe tonight? Do you believe we're supposed to raise the dead, cast out devils? Do you believe that? The thing is, is like it's never going to look pretty when you, when you cast out something. It's never going to be pretty. Matthew 11, 28-30 Come unto me All ye that labor And are heavy laden And I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you And learn of me For I am meek and lonely in heart And ye shall find rest Unto your souls For my yoke is easy And my burden is light Look, I don't know about you But how many people need a light burden today or need a need an easy yoke look life in itself is just hard you know life in its own circumstances like for all of you that know Lyle and Rocky I mean 
they have health issues, like one thing after another. And, the, and, the, and for the most part, they're both in good moods all the time, right? And, it, you know, I can't say that would be me. You know, but I see Rocky, I'll ask you, what do you feel, what percentage are you today? He'll say, I'm 60%. I'm like, man. And he's, and he, you wouldn't know it if you never, if you just met him, you'd think he was always feeling great and he always was doing things. Look, we got to get to a point where nothing can move us. Not how we feel, not what kind of day we had. Things went my way, didn't go my way. No, we, we got to stand on this word. It's his word that changes. It's the faith. It's, it's, it's him, right? It's him. He is, the re, he is the source. My job is the resource. He is the source. Once he becomes everything to us, it changes everything. Once you walk that way, once you live a life that's pleasing unto him, he opens things up. He starts communicating with you. He, 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 you just hear differently. You just feel differently. Because why? You have, it's good to have revelation, but you, you know, you need to have, you, you, I've seen preachers not have any revelation and they have an anointed message. You need to have an anointing to break the yoke of the enemy. Matthew 12, 22. And one was brought to him who was demon possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him. So that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. Look, that would be an amazing miracle. I pray that we see that in this place someday. I pray that we see the blind. You know, I don't know about you, but we've been changed as a church from last weekend. We've been changed in the way we should operate. We've been changed in the way we should handle things. It's just... It's just an overall change in your own life. It gave me a, a renewed fear of, of the Lord just because when you see things like that, you know it takes it to a whole nother level. It, it should anyway. It should because that's the fivefold ministry. Matthew 14, 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. As leaders, we have compassion for people. Not, well, they're never going to get it. They're just like their daddy. They're just like their mommy. We're not like that. We're not to do that. We are to have compassion. Guess why? Because there's a lost world out there. People are dying and going to hell. You have to have compassion. If we don't have compassion for people, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Look, you love people. You get down where they are. You pray with them. You know, you let them know you care about them. Mark 1.34 And then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Mark 2.17 When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I did not call, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Mark 5, 29. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt that her body was healed of an affliction. Now, what if she would have had a moment of doubt? I don't know if Jesus can heal me. Maybe I'll just wait till he passes. Maybe I know she knew she had to get her healing. 
She knew that it wasn't, she wasn't going to live. She knew that the only way that she was going to continue with life is to touch him. Some of you need to get to the point where you, you can't let anything stop you from getting your healing in him. And that's where the healing comes from. It comes from Jesus and him alone. Mark 5.34, And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Be cured of the plague. Look, we've seen a real plague recently. We've seen how people acted. We've seen what it's done to suicide rates. We've seen what it's done to mental issues. We've seen what it's done to children. There's going to come a point where the church has to stand on all these promises. That's the only thing we're going to have. And a lot of parts of the world, they're, they're standing on these. Some of these places are standing on these, these promises of God because that's all they have. They don't know where their next meal's coming from. They don't know where they're going to sleep tonight. If we can grasp this, right? If we can say, Lord, get me out of myself. Get me beyond myself. Get me beyond of what I think is right. You know, I've been praying lately, like, Lord, let me do what's right in your eyes. Because my my own eyes might not might be off a little bit. I want to do what's right in his eyes and according to his word. Lord, help me see how you see people. Help me pray with people how you want me to pray with people. Lord, Lord, I might feel like nothing's done tonight, and then he might be working. And because I have a feeling of nothing was done tonight, that squashes the whole service. No, I come in and say, these are his promises. Yes and amen. I'm going to stand on them. You stand on them too. And then we, we watch miracles happen because it's all coming from him anyway. Amen. He said, thy faith has made thee whole. Your faith made you whole. Not my faith made you whole. Your faith restored your marriage. Your faith got your calling in your walking. Your faith is what brought your family back together. It's not our faith. It's your faith. And it's your will to never give up. And don't quit praying. Don't ever feel like you're done. Don't ever feel like, oh, there's no use in praying anymore. Nothing's changing. That's just an evil thought from the, from the devil. And don't give up on people. Look, life is hard. People express themselves in different ways. I'm not saying feeding into things because there's a fine line. But I'm saying life is hard. Life is hard, and people are good at putting on fronts, some of us, right? Some of us are good at never, at nothing ever wrong, but some people wear their emotions on their sleeve. And you have to remember that when you're, when you're dealing with people. It's compassion. If you do everything like, hey, this is going to be over soon, you're going to have a lot of compassion with people because life is not guaranteed tomorrow. You ever, you know, it's a sad situation, but do you ever see people that or get a, get a back diagnosis that's like stage four cancer, and then they were the meanest person, and now they they're loving everybody, and then they're seeing life and everything. You need to see life and everything now. We need to see love and everything now. We need to love people where they are. Luke four eighteen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them 
that are bruised? That is the Lord saying that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. That is the gospel. It didn't say it came to preach gospel to the rich. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Why? Because you ever see somebody with a broken heart? Have you ever personally known anybody with a broken heart? It's devastating to them. A lot of people are captive. A lot of people are captive. A lot of Christians with shackles on. You know, we're seeing things last weekend that were believers there's a lot of non-believers out there that have a whole other bunch of things going on Luke 5 17 through 20 now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there was Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee Judah and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them look that's why we have to be sensitive to what the Lord's doing here. Because different anointings for different times. There's different, there's different waves of it, if I may. There's different levels of it. The longer you sit in it, if everybody's worshiping together, you're going to different levels in the spirit. I, look, and I know that not, it's, a, it's a definitely a tricky situation talking about spiritual things sometimes. Because people, people think a bunch of different things about it. But I've been around church enough to know that when you tarry... And when you sit in places, that when the, the presence of the Lord is tangible, that you can feel it, that people are getting free, it doesn't, you stay, and then something else could just break out. And then something else could just break out. And then something else could just break out. And then people, you might have gotten touched in a way you don't even know for three months. Three months down the line, you'll be like, oh, okay. You know, that's, that's, that's the God we serve. Look, he's not here to say... He's not our genie. We're not rubbing his belly and saying, hey, I need this, this, and this. No, he doesn't operate like that. He says, by faith. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith saved your marriage. Your faith. He says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find out how they may bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tilling in the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven. You. When he saw their faith, look, it's about our faith. This is there's a theme here. You have faith in the beginning, then you believe his promises, and then Supernatural things happen. Luke 6, 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. When the presence of the Lord is here, he can heal you. He can make your mind, make you have a sound mind. He can do whatever it is you're needing to be done. And a, a lot of times what I've seen, too, is a, it's a process, too, right? You know, I've, I've seen people get set free in one sitting, or I've seen it take ten settings. And it's different things each time. 
So, you know, it's just tricky. You have to have discernment in the body. You have to have discernment in your own walk. And you have to listen to what the Lord's saying. But these are promises. Everything I'm reading you, reading to you is from the Bible. Luke 7, 6 through 10. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. Think about that. This is a person that sees him in the flesh that's saying this. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. He doesn't even want God. He doesn't even think he's worthy enough to have God under his roof. But he knew, but say the word and my servant will be healed. Because why? He already had that faith. He already had that, that, that I'm unmovable faith. That nothing is going to come. I don't care what my buddy over here is saying. That's, that's a naysayer. I don't know if he's going to know. The guy already established it in his heart. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I know that who he is. you got to know who he is tonight. Do you know who he is? But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at them. Do you want God to marvel at you? Believe, have faith. And turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found a servant well who had been sick. Think about it. The centurion had more faith than all, probably most of the disciples. God said he hadn't found faith like that in all of Israel. So he had this man that didn't even walk with him, but he was, he was hearing all these wonderful stories. I mean, you had the 12 disciples that followed him around, and Peter denied him, and they all did a bunch of crazy things. Thomas doubted that he was going to rise from the dead. Thomas didn't even, I don't believe, this is just my personal thing, I don't know if he believed that he was Jesus until he saw him after he raised from the dead. When he said, my God and my Lord, my Lord and my King, or my Lord and my God, John 20, 20, something like that. He said, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. Because why? He knew who God was. He knew the structure of authority. He knew, he knew that Jesus was who he said he was. Luke 8, 48. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made you whole. Luke 8, 50. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Look, if you see, there's a theme here. Believe. If you only believe, you will be made whole. If you believe in him, you'll be made whole. If you believe in him, your kids will be saved. If you pray, you'll be free. God is a merciful God. He wants to give you whatever it is your heart's desires in him. He wants you to be free. That's why he gave us such good instructions. This whole thing is about being free. Being free is half the battle. 
remaining free is the other part. Getting saved, half the battle. Remaining saved. Because a lot of people believe a lot of different things about getting saved and once saved, always saved. I'd say that's a good thing to live by, but I wouldn't want to die by it. You have to remain in Him. The Bible talks about abiding, remaining, persevering, staying with Him. Because that is what remains. It talks about running a race. Paul said, I run the race as to get the prize. He didn't say, I start the race and I'm just hanging out. And it doesn't matter what place I finish in. No. You have to continue to run as worthy. Are you perfect? No. Does it mean you're perfect? It does not. Nobody here is perfect. I mean, you're just, you're just not going to find somebody here that's perfect. But when you're wrong, you realize you're wrong. I've said that a lot. You confess your sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Confession. Look, a lot of times when Jesus is doing all this healing, he says, do you believe? He has the invalid next to the pool of Bethesda. They've been sick for 38 years. What do you want me to do for you? Do you believe it? Yes. I mean, he already knew the answer. And the thing is, is like, that's what he's asking us today. All these are examples. Do you believe he can do whatever need you need tonight? Do you believe that? I mean, some of us got some pretty heavy burdens. Some of us, we need an encounter with him. Luke 9 and 11. And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them, and spake unto them the kingdom of God, and healed them that needed, that had need of healing. Look, I don't believe anybody's here by accident. I don't believe in that. There's no coincidences in the kingdom of God. Luke 17, 17 through 19. Hey, Jackson, you come up. Look, there's, a, there's just a brokenness in, in church today where God's calling his, God wants to pour out his, his spirit on people, but he's just not going to pour it out on, it, on, on anyone. God wants to take everybody here to the Holy of Holies in the inner circle, but he's just not going to do it for anyone. God's expecting his church to be a strong church. He's expecting his church to stand on his promises. He's, you know, he's not going to honor Christians that just come to church just to say, oh, well, you know, I was, I was at home watching Netflix and I thought I'll go to church tonight. No, he wants somebody that's walking in here and saying, Lord, I, I'm here to encounter you again tonight. Lord, thank you for this past weekend, Lord, but we want more. That was just the starting point, Lord. We're not going to be satisfied with just coming here, singing a couple songs, and going home and still being the same. What's the point of it? No, you come in here, you're meditating on his word throughout the week, and when you're coming in here, you're changing, you're moving heaven, you're pleading for your loved ones. My, I'm pleading for my, my dad in Ohio. Lord, I pray that you save my dad. Lord, I pray that you save my aunt who's, who's bound up with drugs. Lord, 
Lord, I'm believing on your word like that centurion, Lord. Lord, I know that you're sending angels to her right now to heal her in the name of Jesus. Lord, I know how authority works. Lord, I'm praying for it, and I believe in it. I'm standing on your word tonight. That's how it's going to work, and that's the kind of faith that moves mountains. It's not these, well, I'm sure today that Jesus is God, and then tomorrow I don't even know if I'm saved. A double-minded man should expect nothing from the Lord. Nothing from the Lord. You have to be sure. You have to stand on what he's called you to do. Do you know why most people don't know their calling of God? is because they don't do with the revit the written, the revealed written word of God. You find your calling by obeying. I don't have sex outside of marriage. I don't lie. I don't watch things I shouldn't watch. I don't listen to things I shouldn't listen to. When I do those revealed things, I start walking in it, and then all of a sudden it becomes a uniqueness to it. And then that's the uniqueness, that's the calling on your own life. You want your calling? Walk out the promises of God. Walk out the Ten Commandments. Walk out what He says to do and what is right. That's how you get your calling in this life. And I'm telling you, once you walk in your calling, you're going to forsake everything else. Because guess what? Nothing has the sweetness. Nothing has the, the satisfaction. Nothing has the wholeness that your, calling that, has, that your calling has for you. Look, we don't have to play church anymore. We don't have to just come here and say, oh, I'm happy when I'm happy. Look, I believe there's a fine line between religion and church because I believe pastors, look, pastors have moments as well. Pastors get mad. Pastors, you know, do say things they shouldn't say. But grace, it's grace, it's grace. I'm not talking about habitual sin, okay? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying people have bad days. And I'm not saying that, but pastor, your pastor should be able to come to you and get prayer. Your pastor should be able to come and, and things. But religion's kind of set up to where you idolize people. And it's, look, it's not, it's not realistic. And that's just not how, that's just not how life is. Um, Mark 10, 27 said, Jesus looked at him and said, With man this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Do you believe all things are possible with God? It's not just as easy as coming here saying you're in our midst, Lord, and then we're in a hurry to leave out of here. Because guess what? Where he is, you're not in a hurry to leave. Where he is, when you discern the spirit, you're not, you're not in a hurry. Because why? Because it's the fullness of everything you want. You're not getting out there. Let's all stand up if you can, if, if you feel like you're able. Mark 10, 27. If you can, Jesus said Jesus, if you can, everything is possible for one who believes. Everything is possible for one who believes. Your healing is possible for one who believes. You're stuck in your walk. Guess what? You don't have to be. Believe on him. You need a breakthrough for your for your family. Stand on his word. There's, look, there's no gimmicks to this stuff. There's no, we can twist his arm. There's none of that. It's pureness. It's a, it's a pure adoration that he is God and you are not. And he is right and you are not. And his ways are true and your ways are not. Once we start walking that way and in that mindset and you're praying throughout the day, 
you're doing those things and then things just start happening. You start hearing things. You start feeling things in your spirit. I think feeling things in the spirit is, is a better way than saying the Lord told me. I, I had a kind of a revelation of this week. Feeling things in your spirit. Because he wants to lead you. What happens is you take this word that I just told you tonight. I think I said about 30 Bible verses, right? You start meditating on them, and then all of a sudden your, your, your path becomes illuminated. Your understanding of the word becomes greater. And then all of a sudden you can see the snares and the traps that the devil sets. Because, oh, why? Because the Bible teaches that he will illuminate your way, that he will light up your path. Right? When you're walking in trueness, when you're walking in purity, when you're walking the way that you should be walking... With no gimmicks, with not saying, Lord, I, if you do this, this, and this, I'm going to walk the way you, you want me to. No, it's saying, Lord, I'm going to walk the way you want me to, even when I don't know if there's a cliff over here, Lord. Because I know you're going to illuminate my path, Lord, because of my understanding and my faithfulness in your word, Lord Jesus. He's calling some people to get back into the word and be faithful. Faithful, faithful. You're not going to, listen, the road to hell is wide. The Bible says that. The Bible tells us the way to life is, is narrow and few will find it, yet we play with God. We play with it. And when we get in front of him, there's not going to be anything to play with because he's going to say, he's going to bring up everything. Imagine if these screens was your life. And he shows you that every time that you had the opportunity to get right with it, how awful would that be? What 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 terror? You can't turn to anybody. There's no there's no U-turns. There's no I'm, I wish I could have should have wouldn't. No, it's done. This is a serious serious business, y'all. Let's all be serious together. prayer tonight, come on up. We'll pray with you. We're happy. We're a praying church. We love praying with everyone.
Yes, Lord. 